Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rimple. And I'm Carl Edwards. We're glad to have you with us today. Join us also on the web anytime at boldenterprises.com. Carl, today we're continuing our series on resume building. We're going to be branding ourselves, presenting ourselves as distinct in our resumes. In our resumes. And today we're starting with the very basic idea of knowing what we want in a job. You know, we don't think about this. You know, you're sitting down with a resume and what do you do? Well, of course, all you do is you list your work history. Uh, what else is there to do? You maybe write a couple sentences on an objective, but then you write of the place you worked most recently and and a list of accomplishments there. And then you write the place that you worked before that and a list of accomplishments there. What I want, where does that come into this whole picture? And for those of us, our listeners who are just joining us on the second series, um, we are suggesting a different way of looking at structuring a resume. One that highlights your distinctives, that will give a employer a sense of who you are, where you're going, and what you bring to the table that will help match what they're looking for in the way of their next team member. So we're organizing our resume in terms of how we want to be perceived, listing our concrete work experience in terms of the job description. Correct. When we get to the last one where we're actually putting this resume together, it will not be a list of workplaces. That will be the fact that comes maybe on the second page. We'll just do a nice list of where and for whom we've worked and for how long. We're going to end up structuring this around who we are and what we have accomplished. And yes, so the first part of that is knowing what we want. And what, what do you mean, Carl, by knowing what we want? What, what are the kind of terms of parameters that we want people to really look at as they're thinking about this? Well, you've changed jobs for a reason. You know, let's take as our starting point that, that you have chosen to look for another position and you have some control in this and you just didn't lose your job for reasons outside your control. One example is you may want to expand your responsibilities. So you might be technically strong in one area and but want to get involved in learning another aspect of the technology. So you don't have experience in it, but it is what you want to do. So you need a way to communicate that. Another example would be you might want a different work environment. You might have found that you don't thrive under a a tightly monitored supervision system where there's strict deadlines and someone telling you what things need to look like and when it's due and you want a little more latitude and you want some say-so and you think the decisions that you can make will help make a better product. So you want a position that has more responsibility and, and latitude in the day. could be something intangible like that as well. So what we're going to suggest actually for our readers, either through the series or after they've listened, is to actually go ahead and write these things down. Yes. So even as we're talking, if one of our examples prompts a line of thinking, make a note of it now because we're going to do some brainstorming in this area. For the sake of helping our readers, why don't we just brainstorm ourselves about certain things that people might be thinking of so Mm -hmm. that we can define the category clearly. One is how our working style, really just being honest with ourselves, what we like. Do we like working with the team? Do we like collaborating? Do we like sharing tasks and that interaction and the working on projects together? Or are we really more comfortable working alone and we want to focus and concentrate and uh, get all organized and do things in a certain way? And when other people throw in another way to do it, it doesn't work as well. It's a little irritating and so th- that might be something we're looking for, and we'd want to communicate about ourselves that you know we really can get a lot done if we're focused role. That would be one. Another would be, as I mentioned earlier, supervision style. If you're ready for more latitude, or if you really like knowing what a supervisor likes, and once you know that, you can make it happen for them. 
Those are two ends of the spectrum on working with supervisors. You might just be bored of the skills that you have, and you want to work in your field, but you want to expand your skills. So you're going to be looking for a position that gets you some exposure to some new things. So just really going ahead and listing just absolutely anything and everything that we might want in a job or are looking to expand in. Yeah. A great tool for doing this kind of brainstorming is just to sit down with a small pad of sticky notes and write down just whatever comes to mind, no matter how related or unrelated to work it is. Mark it down, pull the sticky off, and just plaster it on a piece of paper in no particular order. So even if you know, I want an hour lunch, I want flexible hours. I find this type of task annoying. Just write it down, get it out. And we'll worry about how it all fits together to create a profile of ourselves later. But yes, the more you can get down, the more of these notes you have. If you've got some time, I would sit down and let it emerge over a week or so and come back to this place where they are and set some ridiculously high goal like, I'm going to do this till I have 100 sticky notes out. We'll look through them after that. Now, what's important about this knowing what you want, even if you have these sticky notes with seemingly unrelated things, but things you know that would really please you to job description? How does this tie into putting this on a resume? Our thinking gets trapped once you get on the subject of resume. We immediately start thinking in terms of careers and the job descriptions and places on the organizational chart. And do I want a secretarial role or a or public role, or a leadership role. And we start making decisions based on roles that are already out there that we're not really in a position to make. The advantage of getting all these little things that we like and don't like and want in a job out is you get them out. And then as we go back, so here's what we're going to do is you have this 100 sticky notes all over the place is we can start moving them as they're sticky notes and we could start prioritizing them. This is more important to me than this. If the position didn't have this kind of responsibility, I wouldn't take it no matter what. This is an all or nothing issue for me. Another sticky, this is just a preference. And then maybe another category is I'm glad I got this out, but it's not related to the job I'm looking at. So there's three levels of reorganizing your stickies you can do probably pretty quickly. A non-negotiable must-have component to any position I do. A preference, it's important to me. I, I want this. I know why I want it. But if the position doesn't have it and I still want the position, I can make that choice to give this up in order to be there and I won't feel too frustrated. And then the kind of minor things that's good to know about myself, but I'm not going to make them a priority in choosing a position or in ordering a resume. So really knowing what you want can really inform the process of who you are. Exactly. The other advantage is you just become more comfortable talking about yourself. So you actually do a better job of selling yourself without the pressure, if you're this type of person who feels it as pressure to sell yourself. This is just being enthusiastic and articulate about who you are. It's just talking about facts, and there's very little emotion or pressure wrapped up in being able just to say what you like to do. Now, Carl, is there a place for jotting down, and maybe just a a little bit of a side note, of jotting down and knowing what you don't want? Oh, definitely. And here we're not jotting those down in order to tell anybody on a resume or in an interview, oh, by the way, I don't do windows. Not that kind of what I don't want. But it is just 
being able to hear when you get farther along in conversation. As you articulate yourself positively, you're not setting yourself up to get in a position that you don't like. So there may be things that we just need to get off our chest, and there may be a way later to actually have a positive way of saying a negative thing. So let's say an example is, I don't want a boss that yells at me. Right. The positive thing you're learning about that self is, is you're motivated when your contribution is noticed and appreciated. And if someone else can see how it contributes to the whole and articulate, ah, Claudia made this happen for us when she did that. That's the positive value to that, what you had previously experienced negatively. Great. Well, we'll be continuing our series next week on knowing what you bring to the table. Any last words of advice for this process for our listeners? Uh, well, we want to have fun with it. At this point, we're not down to actually building a resume yet. So let's not worry that this is so different than what you're picturing in your mind right now as a resume. And just get out on the table. What do you want in a job? So our, our next series will deal with the next step. So this first step is just really just brainstorm. Just brainstorming about who you are and what you want. When we go to what you bring to the table, we're going to bring these things down to your experiences and your skills and your working style in a different way. Great. Well, be sure to join us next week for our continuation on our series on resume building. And our topic is knowing what you bring to the table, as Carl said previously. Thanks for listening. You know you can always check us out on the web at boldenterprises.com. See you next week. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.